today. The GOP senators block the January 6th commission and also MSNBC in a very, very heroic act of journalism uh, talks about Biden absolutely going to town on ice cream. Oh, my gosh. We have got the headlines of the day coming up this Friday and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Friday. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by my friends Eric July, Blaze TV contributor, back here, double dose of oh Eric yeah, July, oh Thursday yeah. and back Friday. Yes. Uh, and also joined by my friend, political commentator, John Doyle. I called you my friend. So. I know. We're moving up. I yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, by the way, Eric, I, I have to tell you, I thought sometimes I'm just like random in case you guys haven't noticed, which I know you have. And uh, yesterday I'll be like back in the house or like back in the flesh. And yesterday, apparently I said back in the house, Eric July. And someone was like, oh, she only said that because he's black. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, <laughs> it's a common theme. I notice you introduced me as your friend, but him as a police. <laughs> it's the subtlety. Right? It's just like, you guys will find anything of to criticize about. My goodness of gracious. Uh, so apparently I'm racist for saying that. I don't know. Because reasons. Uh, so back to the headlines of the day. So uh, the GOP senators, of course, there was a bipartisan push to launch an independent and nonpartisan investigation into uh, what happened on January 6th at the Capitol. And uh, that suffered a fatal blow today after nearly all Senate Republicans banded together in opposition. This was a 54 to 35 outcome uh, on voting to start this independent commission. And of course, that falls six votes shy of the 60 votes needed to circumvent a procedural filibuster. Um, and uh, by the way, this was uh, an 11th hour. This included an 11th hour bid by Senator Susan Collins of Maine to save the measure by introducing changes intended to address her party's principal objections. But nonetheless, it did fail. Um, so now it, it's I don't see how they do this, at least through Congress. I don't know. And maybe maybe either of you know, I don't know what would be stopping Joe Biden from just like watching his own right yeah. just appointing that, that yeah. was the word that was escaping me from just appointing someone to just investigate just because he's president of the united states and he has no uh no problem pushing through all of these uh executive you know uh orders. yeah orders so why not just push for an investigation, I don't know, maybe because it's just kind of like all optics and they just want the illusion that this was just a big, giant, big deal that they need to spend years and <laughs> millions of your taxpayer dollars to get to the bottom of, kind of like collusion uh, in Russia. And then all of a sudden, two years later, they're, after they've hyped it up in the news for two years, um, all of a sudden, oh, well, didn't find anything. Whoops. Yeah, it's been interesting watching the Democrats just cling on to the events of the just January 6th. Not just to still be talking about it, but among the simple fact that everything that they've basically said about this or the initial reports, mm -hmm. let's say if you want to call it initial reporting, had turned out to be false. Definitely when it comes to the more violent acts, guy beating the head with a fire extinguisher, didn't happen, uh, no, no evidence of blunt force. 
trauma or anything. It just seemed like a bunch of grandmas and dude bros kicking their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk, which is much, much akin to what it was. And well, and by the way, I mean, the only there was one person who died and that person that was, was shot by the police. Right. At, yeah, not, that was unarmed, by the way. Unarmed, right. Uh, yeah, right. So it person. wasn't like one of the, yeah. you know, the people who were up in the cathedral. As yeah, you no, would, yeah, as absolutely you would up in the cathedral. But no, like, you know, they, they're still clinging to the idea of that insurrection, whatever buzz terms that they want to use to make it way more dramatic than what it actually mm -hmm. was. Mm -hmm. And they seem to have nothing else. They're bored to death. Um, well, not bored spending your money, but they're <laughs> bored to death and they need something else to cling on. They really want that event to be the big boogeyman. And as long as they can kick that can down the road, they're absolutely going to. We've seen them do that with other subject matters as well. So the fact that, though, most of the, the initial like claims, the violent claims, which is what they clung, clung on to as to why that was so bad. President Trump said this, he incited this, and this led to the deaths of XX. He was impeached for a right. second time. Exactly. I think we forgot that. And again, we, we, what people seem to forget, because it didn't go, obviously they're not going to cover the correction as much as they covered right. the, uh, the the initial false claims, let's mm -hmm. call them what they were. But they really want that event to be something that it was, was not. Even when they still talk about it, the way they still talk about it, you think that it was just a bunch of armed people that ran down there just gunning, gunning down Congress folk, but that absolutely wasn't the case. So they're going to keep kicking that can down the road, not just because they don't have anything else. They need that event to be uh, disastrous, basically, so they can paint their opposition as the big bad people who want to uh, overthrow the government. And again, that it gives them way too much credit as far as I'm concerned. That's the scary thing, too, because even if they don't have the support of this narrative directly by the Biden administration in the state, it's still going to be upheld by the media apparatuses, mm -hmm. which effectively act as like state adjacent propaganda. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's still going to be written about in history textbooks as the biggest threat to our democracy since 9-11. Not that we're a democracy, yeah. but it, it's like but it's never going say. to go away. <laughs> For sure. That's why I think the Republicans were actually responsible, not right necessarily, but responsible to shoot this down because mm -hmm. it probably should have existed because there are a lot of questions, like you mentioned, that, that surround that event, that if we had a competent party, we could bring that to the national spotlight and have those questions answered. But the Republicans almost know that yeah. they're not capable of doing that, so it was better for them strategically to just shut it down. Yeah, because weren't there reports that like Nancy Pelosi called off the National Guard uh, originally showing up? Oh, yeah, yeah, and they were so, letting people in. They mm -hmm. said that you can stay in here as long as you don't get yep. destructive. There were videos of video. that. Yep, yep. Video. There's videos of that. Yep. So, yeah, it would, very, it would very much be interesting. I also, John, if you could try maybe to explain this to me because I fail to understand how you have a side who they are claiming, you know, the alt-right, the right-wingers, the extreme uh, I reject your framing. Right. Hey, John, explain <laughs> the alt-right to me. <laughs> no, no. But you have the left who's constantly calling this an insurrection. Uh, you know, they were trying, yes, they were trying, it was a coup. They were trying to overthrow uh, Congress. Why is it that you have a side who really, uh, I don't want to be stereotypical, but like we are the ones with all the guns. If we were planning an insurrection and a coup and we were going to overthrow the federal government, why then would they have all showed up unarmed? Could you explain uh, that to me, please? Well, <laughs> I, I think it's interesting because a lot of the liberal types don't like guns. They want to take guns away. But what's scary about leftists, and I tried to say this on Elijah's show this week, but then I guess the producer cut it out because it was uh -oh. too too controversial. So uh -oh. we'll, right, try we here. we'll try it here. Nothing and why it matters exclusive. <laughs> go. This isn't controversial. This is what they openly say. The reason leftists actually like guns is because they want it for the revolution. So if you ask like Eric or mm -hmm. myself, why do you like guns? Self-defense, you know, clay shooting, whatever. You ask the leftists why they like guns 
guns, it's because they want to lead a revolution, which means they want to like kill people. Mm. And so like the liberal types who who are consolidated in the media right now might, you know, kind of be like, oh, we want to take your guns and you guys are trying to do an armed insurrection. But like the leftists are openly calling for that against <laughs> right wing people, which is pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eric. No, that's a great point. Actually, I mean, they're only anti-gun to a certain extent. Definitely if they could control the people who have the, the biggest, baddest and the best guns and they can turn them on to their opposition. We've seen certainly a lot a lot of that going on. I mean, hell, you don't have to go as far as last year. You can just look at the TV right now and there's probably someone lecturing someone about Texas getting permaless carry and it's the worst thing in the, in the world mm-hmm. while then crying about whatever else is going on with the police or as we talked about yesterday, guys getting their cars jacked. Um, Atlanta oh, yeah. council, council <laughs> voting getting to their cars police. Yeah, it's almost like those antithetical uh, co- concepts. But yeah, like again, it's that big bad wolf that they need to exist, yeah. and that's how you know I've been framing it for the last year when we discussed this this topic of the dramatization of certain events, and we can see, like for example, with the COVID thing when it came like the George Floyd protests and everything, like they get to be as rowdy as you know people can actually die. We know what happened. We're not just a chess thing, but even with some of these uh, riots and whatever, they want you to pretend like that's not even a thing, though that happened more places. Obviously, it wasn't just something that was centered in one place that happened all across the uh, the, the nation. And some of that did result in, in obviously billions of dollars of property damage, but also death, mm-hmm. believe it or not, some of which have been caught on tape, some of which we talked about here. And for whatever reason, we're led to believe or they like to lead us to believe that what happened which you mentioned, the side that would have all the guns if they were actually legitimately right. going to take it to the, the, the Congress folks who send your people off to war and they were ducking under desk and all of that sort of stuff. There, I would say there wouldn't be anything that you could do about it, but there would have certainly been more conflict. But again, in one of those narratives, they found no, there was no finding any of, of any armed or any guns or anything mm-hmm. when they were, of course, initially investigating what happened. So, most of what we know about that event was a complete lie and there are also events that have happened over the last year that have been far more violent and far more widespread but we're supposed to believe that whatever happened then a bunch of unarmed grandmas waving little flags walking in a single file order between red velvet rope that is the biggest threat to whatever it is that we and like i said if they actually were a threat to the federal government, you're giving them far too much credit because then I'd have to be forced to be on their side. Well, I mean, it was a reason that AOC needed therapy. Those grandmas with their flags and their cameras. Unbelievable. She, she does need therapy over that. Uh, all right, let's get to more news of the day, which is that uh, inflation rates are soaring at their fastest pace in decades, uh, according to new numbers just released. Uh, let's see. The uh, personal consumption expenditure inflation measure climbed 3.6% in April from the prior year. This is the strongest reading in 13 years and more than the 3.5% gain that uh, uh, economists in a Bloomberg survey had expected. Um, by the way, uh, prices rose 0.7% compared with the prior month, the biggest increase in two decades. So people look at this, oh, 0.7%. No, it's the biggest increase in two decades. By the way, this is at the same time that we talked about yesterday, the new $6 trillion budget proposal proposal uh, of Joe Biden's. Um, and uh, let me just, we've got a couple of, uh, hi, I call them high points, really they're low points because it all sucks. But 
Atlanta. Let's see. Biden has lowered his pitch for an infrastructure bill from two point three trillion to one point seven trillion. Uh, oh, but don't worry. Republican senators are counterproposing less just less than one trillion. So, I mean, you know, if there's a if there's a party to, to curb the spending. <laughs> no, it's it's, be the oh, it's definitely Republicans, guys. Great job. Uh, and um, let's see. The Biden has the one point eight trillion dollar families plan. Uh, and if adopted, the budget would put the annual deficit at an average of $1.3 trillion per year for the next decade. Um, and then we, we would just have an $8.2 trillion budget by 2031. Uh, he includes $400 billion for home and community health care, $174 billion for electric vehicle subsidies. $115 billion for roads and bridges, $111 billion for water systems, $100 billion for school construction. Uh, it goes on and on. Five, $511 billion for education, including universal preschool for three to four-year-olds. Because that's definitely what you want, is your three and four-year-old getting indoctrinated by these public school uh, in the government. Uh, $225 billion for child care. Sorry about that edit. Uh, including a subsidy that caps expenses at 7% of income. I mean, it goes. It just goes on and on and on and on with all of this BS that they have included uh, in this. Obviously, uh, there is a large chunk of it that is social spending. Um, but uh, April inflation surging to the highest level in decades. Just the $6 trillion budget with no party in sight who is prepared to rein in any sort of spending is my head the only one that's about to explode. Well, mine's long have I've been talking about this on this network for for years, even mm -hmm. be before becoming a regular at yeah. the round table. This was something I was telling the Americans that they need to pay attention to. I know economics seems like this boring subject matter uh, where it's yeah, all... Yeah, their eyes it's just sort of glaze and, over, Yeah, and definitely when you hear terms like, you know, that you become <laughs> numb to that, like trillions of dollars, you become numb to what yeah. that actually means. Or rather, when they're, in addition to all the egregious spending, that they're printing money that's coming from future generations, what that does to your money right now. I was literally making this point yesterday about, yeah, you might not feel it immediately, but that's what that means, guys, is that you may have been making X amount of dollars, but X amount of dollars doesn't go as far as it once went. So you couple this with the fact that they're printing it out there, and there uh, uh, spending money recklessly. And of course, the, the Republicans are going to do absolutely nothing about it because they're in uh, certainly on the jig. I don't see why folks get so bent out of shape because I say this has to be ended like as in that the federal government, I would say, arguably needs to be rid of and, and abolished. But if we can't even concede that the point that there's something fundamentally wrong with them spending trillions of dollars now in a deficit, which you don't know for the, those of you who don't know what that means, it's different from debt. That's them literally spending. Could you imagine if a business operated like that where they say, all right, we have this money that's not there. We're going to spend it anyway. Yeah. We're going to spend it anyway. How about just an average American household? Yeah, it's exactly I mean, all anyone. I don't got the money. It doesn't matter. <laughs> spend it anyway. And then just pile up massive amounts of debt. And unfortunately, the American people, especially those salary workers, are the ones that are going to feel it the most. Yeah. That's what's so funny about when economics started to be classified as like a, a social science in the 20th century is it opens it up to criticism like psychology you know we can debate anthropology we right. can debate what's effective we know what works with economics yes. it's like basically it's math. Yeah, 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 yeah like exactly. we we know what works and then once it's introduced into this sort of like liberal ideology of like oh let's just throw money at something and see if it grows <laughs> and then yeah literally and and now we're, we're trillions of dollars in debt uh like you mentioned with the deficit and i just love that it was like right in time for tax season i love paying taxes to the government and then also having the money left over be devalued. Yeah, man, it's great. Just a, a 
double, feeling, right? yeah, double whammy right there. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bonner Wine, because it's Friday and it is time for happy hour. All right, so if those of you, uh, you're like me and you love wine, let me tell you how to make your wine 10 times healthier. They have this wine down in Argentina. They make this really dark red wine from Malbec grapes. They are grown at very high altitudes. And when I say high altitudes, I mean like 9,000 feet. All right, they have lab tested the wines and found that they contain up to 10 times the levels of longevity and heart health nutrient. It's called resveratrol. Uh, this thing pops up again and again in studies on longevity, heart health, brain health. By the way, um, if those of you, I'm like a big, uh, I don't I don't eat a lot of sugar. Um, this wine has 90% less sugar, fewer chemicals, and fewer additives. So you can get the wine, okay? Drink it with your steak, your medium rare steak, whatever you want to drink it with. Uh, and then you can say, I'm doing it for my health. Okay, that's what I do. Do what I do. All right. Today, the cow, the people at CowgirlWine2021.com are giving you 50% off of their best Malbecs. You're also going to get 50% off of shipping. This makes a great gift, by the way, for those of you who have dads who are really, really big wine drinkers. They will love it. I'm telling you, you got to go to CowgirlWine2021.com. The shipment will leave fast. So go to CowgirlWine2021.com. As we here at Blaze TV are bringing you the stories that matter, like uh, the inflation uh, over in April and the $6 trillion budget, um, MSNBC is bringing you, oh my gosh, really big news, all right, a three-minute segment on uh, Joe Biden absolutely going to town on an ice cream cone. This is incredible stuff, you guys. I cannot believe they have hit this epic level of journalism here. Uh, and here is just a little bit of what they had to cover for three minutes. Again, let me just tell you, uh, here's a little bit of Joe Biden eating an ice cream cone. Mr. President, what did you order? Chocolate, chocolate chip. Oh, yeah. Mr. President, what is your message? I'm sorry, can we just... I, I want to, yeah, I want to play that again. Yes, I want to play that one more time. And I want you to really, really listen to when they, uh, first of all, they ask him the question, which is like, oh, I don't know, maybe we could be asking about what's going on at the border border, or uh, about the inflation, uh, you know, the new inflation numbers or about the trillion dollar budget. But instead, um, they're asking him questions like, what did you order? And then like the, the gasping of the people who hear his flavor and think <laughs> that it is the most amazing thing they've ever heard. Can we hear that one more time? Chocolate, chocolate chip. Oh, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I actually, my, my, uh, my theory here is that they were just really amazed that Joe Biden completed a sentence. Yeah. No. Actually, he got, a got there anyway. chocolate, chocolate, chocolate chip, chip which is different and they were like, whoa, he said the whole thing without stumbling. That's amazing. <laughs> this is incredible. And I mean, again, I'm not going to show the whole the full three minute segment, but like they were just, oh, this is the most Joe Biden thing I've ever seen. He gets an ice cream cone. He absolutely goes to town on the ice cream cone. He really, really loves ice cream. He talks about it literally all the time. This is a quote from from the segment uh get that man a cone i mean this is 
I did a video eight months ago saying this is what's going to happen if Trump loses. And one of my predictions was literally that we were going to see room service journalism where questions are like, what's your favorite flavor of soft serve? And so I oh saw that gosh. clip this morning and part of me was like, yes, vindicated. The other and part like, of me was like, it's real. If this is like actually <laughs> happening. Wah, wah. Journalists, they are the most pretentious and arrogant mm -hmm. people probably that have ever existed ever. They think that they're breaking Watergate, literally, every time they ask a question, like, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? What'd you get? And they're, oh. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I'm like, I hate them and I'm even embarrassed for them. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm legitimately embarrassed for them when I watch it. And that's not to say I even remotely like care about them at all. Yeah, I mean, it, what they're trying to do, and for those that I guess aren't paying attention, it's that, they want to humanize this idiot, and um, I don't think he's, I mean, he may be half robot by this time, but <laughs> they want to humanize him, and I, w I would never accept that because I accept that a lot of freaking presidents are criminals as far as I'm concerned, but if there was any sort of mild consistency, which I'm done griping about the left and their, their inconsistency, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's that you know how they were approaching the last president. They threw him every fastball, 100 miles an hour that they could get, and okay, I guess that's okay. You know, journalism, awesome. I mean, you reported probably in a half-tailed way, maybe drop some lies in there, but mm -hmm. at least you're asking him something that maybe he should be answering considering that he's in that position. Well, not as much as with, with Biden. They're more so appreciating the fact that this guy is one of their guys and he's in that position of power. And I'm, I agree with you 100% about how arrogant these journalists are. Or I don't even see how being a, that being a like career worth striving for going into the future. Seriously, because I do think that there is value and obviously people that do legitimate forms of journalism. But we're so far removed from that, that I see a journalist and I'm like, I, I think badly of them at yeah. this point. Like, how can I think highly? I think we're very lowly of these guys, but I can't respect them just considering Definitely over the last four, maybe five years. Maybe you can go back further than that, but certainly the last four and five years, they just exposed themselves uh, so much that it's not about asking what you know the nitty gritty questions, getting down to the nitty gritty. It's more of okay, is is it their guy and if who they can demonize right. and they cannot, they're like incapable of detaching their personal political purposes or biases from their their job and unfortunately that in itself has been really a problem with a lot of things from entertainment as well like they can't they can't remove that so uh, being unbiased is just not they can't do it yeah i mean if we could just like contrast this from whenever uh president trump was hosting the uh, what was it the the football uh champions it was clemson and he brought McDonald's, McDonald's yep. and they like skewered him so because good. how dare he bring McDonald's? It that's fast food, it's unhealthy and all of this and, and now we're gonna fawn all over Joe Biden well, eating chocolate, chocolate like, chip ice cream. Same thing. Right. They right. used to ask him, Hey, is it true that you paid people to urinate on you? Like based off like <laughs> yeah. and like those were the questions that he had to deal with. That was my favorite thing about him, I think, is that he just had that smirk. Mm -hmm. And the journalist cannot contend with the smirk because <laughs> it, it is a reflection of how no one actually takes you seriously except for yourself yeah. and your constituents and it was so good because they they want to be like oh I've got my little my pencil my pen I'm getting yeah. the story I'm getting the scoop yeah. but they're activists they're not journalists yes, the only journalist exactly. I can think of off the top of my head who'd be like particularly groundbreaking in the last five years would be like James O'Keefe mm -hmm. but they well that's illegitimate even though like everything he said that they've tried to challenge it's, be, uh, it's been proven to be completely true but they don't break stories like that anymore they are activists and they masquerade that under the guise of objective reporting to serve their own self image yeah uh, alright before we go to break let me I just want to throw 
this over to the table here. An elementary school uh, PE teacher in Virginia was placed on leave after a speech in which he told the school board he would not affirm that a biological boy can be a girl and vice versa. This was during a school board meeting. Uh, his name is Tanner Cross. Let's listen to a little bit of that. My name is Tanner Cross, and I'm speaking out of love for those who suffer with gender dysphoria. 60 Minutes this past Sunday interviewed over 30 young people who transitioned, but they felt led astray because lack of pushback or how easy it was to make physical changes to their bodies in just three months. They are now detransitioning. It's not my intention to hurt anyone, but there are certain truths that we must face when ready. We condemn school policies like 8040 and 8035 because it will damage children, defile, defile the holy image of God. I love all of my students, but I will never lie to them regardless of the consequences. I'm a teacher, but I serve God first, and I will not affirm that a biological boy can be a girl and vice versa because it's against my religion, it's lying to a child, it's abuse to a child, and it's sinning against our God. And uh, almost immediately after that school board meeting, uh, there was an email that went out to, uh, let's see, it was sent to all of the parents. It said, uh, I'm contacting you to let you know that one of our physical education teachers, Tanner Cross, is on leave beginning this morning. In his absence, his duties will be covered by substitute staff already working in our building. Uh, and uh, because this involves a personnel matter, I can offer no further information. I'm sure it's just a coincidence that... He said that, and now he's been been placed on leave. No, totally fine. I mean, why why would you, why would you want a, a PE teacher to like know things like biological, sex differences? Yeah, pretty important thing. Definitely, <laughs> you think? When, definitely. In, you know, seriously, considering what it is that he's doing. Look, man, you gotta get your kids out of these schools. I mean, I don't know what else to say. We've said it many times here. You gotta get them out of there. That more and more we learn uh, that they are pushing a lot of this garbage onto your kids. In any event that there's anybody that is there and does not have that particular view they're going to be ostracized which says more of course about them get them out of there and of course lead the charge with decentralization and again we've t i know you you feel the brunt of this you being yeah. a parent being stolen from while your kid is not even attending this sort of uh the school yeah i put my money where like my that. mouth was Ex for sure. exactly but either way that, that we know we recognize that is wrong but just considering all of what they're teaching you want to know why these youngsters keep getting pumped out in the way that they, they, they think. When you go look at the Portlands of the world and you see all these mugshots and the people that are being arrested, the people that work with the uh, local uh, school district, that's where they're getting that garbage from. You got to get them out. You got to get them out. That's why Joe Biden wants them to come in at an earlier age, too. Yep. It's the iron law of propaganda. The earlier you can get them, the less it has to make sense. Mm -hmm. And they're now even with gym teachers. I'm young enough to remember, at least back when we didn't have to do this, like you would have, you know, PE class and boys versus girls. And yeah. it was so fun. But now they're not going to have that anymore. They'll yeah. have like uh, blue shirts versus red shirts or something. <laughs> you won't be able to kind of have that like playful battle of the sexes in like some stupid little courtyard game. Well, I reject your brag that uh, you're young. Okay, that's all I want to say. <laughs> uh, all right, we've, uh, we've got more to come. But uh, first, I want to thank our sponsor, Freedom Project Academy. All right, so I cannot even stress to you enough all of the things that we were just talking about. This applies when we're talking about Freedom Project Academy. Your kids are being taught garbage in public school. Your kids are being taught that boys can be girls and girls can be boys and white people are racist. And by the way, uh, math is also racist. But let's learn about the important things like Black Lives Matter and social justice. All right. This is what they are teaching these kids and it only is going to get worse. That is why you need to go to freedomforschool.com. All right. Freedom Project Academy has perfected online learning. They've been doing 
doing it for over a decade, so they were doing it way before COVID. Uh, they are built on Judeo-Christian values. They have a classical curriculum, and they are dedicated to providing mastery of subject matter, not leftist pro- propaganda. They are not going to indoctrinate your children. They want to teach them how to think, not what to think. you got to go to freedomforschool.com. Request your free information packet today. Um, you know what? The, uh, the fall semester is going to be around before we know it. Make sure that your child is prepared. Do not let them get indoctrinated another year. Go to freedomforschool.com. That is freedomforschool.com. Rand Paul, uh, he got to the Senate floor this morning to do, of course, his annual. It's annual, right? Yeah. yeah. Around, yeah, is, yeah. It's, is always Memorial Day weekend? No, he's done, he does it sometimes uh, in like the Christmas, to like the festival. Okay, that's what I thought well, at yeah. first was that yeah. he did it at Festivus. Yeah. But, uh, but he did it just, just uh, f- this morning, uh, his uh, wasteful research. So here's a little bit of that. Just, you know, we're talking about the $6 trillion budget. We're talking about how your money is spent in government. It's, uh, it's really good for you to learn what your hard-earned taxpayer dollars are going towards. So here's just a little bit of that from Rand Paul. He says, ever wonder why a lizard waddles when he walks? Well, for one and a half million taxpayer dollars, NSF had lizards walk on a treadmill while taking x-rays of their joints. What did they discover? That they need more taxpayer money before they could conclude any answer. Wow, that is shocking that they needed more money to get you the... the, But to be continued... To be continued. Uh, here's another one. NIH spent over 800000 to study whether Japanese quails are more sexually promiscuous on cocaine. I think we could have simply pulled the audience and, of course, uh, they, of course, found that they are. So, cocaine and risky sex habits of quail, uh, definitely what you would choose for your taxpayer dollars to be spent on if you had a choice, I'm sure. Uh, Nearly half a million dollars to determine if country frogs have different mating call than city frogs. Um, Why we need to know that, not quite sure. And the NSF spent... $500,000 $500,000 on a grant for UC Irvine to research if taking selfies improves happiness and relaxation. The study unsurprisingly found that taking selfies with something that makes you happy can improve your mood. And we needed $500,000 of your hard-earned money to be able to tell that. So, congratulations, you guys. When I mentioned that whole lizard thing, I think it was on the show maybe like half, a, it may have been like a half a year mm-hmm. ago. And I remember people reaching out to me laughing because they thought that I was joking. Yeah, like they thought that I, it was just something I was crazy. I was saying, yeah, they spend X amount of money uh, walking, uh, <laughs> freaking lizards walk on treadmill. And they thought I was joking. I was like, no, I was, that was real. Like mm-hmm. that's a real thing. It's a lot of stupid stuff that the government spends your money on. And most people don't know. They have absolutely no idea. But if you wonder why, definitely with those guys, be it the scientists, academics, why they are so much protective of, of the state is because their funding doesn't exist unless that's where they're getting yeah. it. Because how many people are voluntarily, maybe there are, I don't know, maybe you're into that, trying to figure out what, <laughs> what kind of animals, what they do on, on coke. Risky sex yeah, habits. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's the thing. <laughs> if that ain't, I can't, I, no, I'm going to judge you. That's kind of that's <laughs> bizarre there. But voluntarily, a lot of people aren't going to be giving their money for these sorts of uh, uh, sorts of projects. But these people know. So you wonder why, like, you've got these weird, like, diversity departments, definitely in ac- academia, weird degrees and all these sorts of stuff that are worthless. Well, it's because in some way, shape or form, they are being subsidized mm-hmm. by way of the state. 
It has to be eliminated. This is something that they're addicted to it. Spending, obviously. I mean, it's not like they're reeling it back or anything. Right. But they're addicted to it. And everybody wants a piece of the pie because it's a big pool, a giant money that they can all get, get access to that they don't have to earn. Mm -hmm. Because, again, imagine a business plan as such. Hey, I want to figure out some things about lizards. We're going to put them on a freaking treadmill and <laughs> x-ray them. Like, okay, what's in it for me? Right. Nothing. Okay, cool. Not in. Yeah. Not in. And as people will take their money elsewhere to spend it, I don't know, on food, maybe. Maybe not listeners walking on treadmills, but that's where we're at. It has to be eliminated. You it know, has to be eliminated. It's, it's interesting, John, because, um, first of all, earlier in the program, we talked about how Republicans are not helpful yep. in curbing the spending either. But um, our friend of the program, Chad Prather, who's running for governor of Texas, um, we were talking to, he wants to abolish property taxes in Texas. And I have had uh, someone who was asking, well, what would you replace it with? How would Nothing. you replace? And we're would like, you replace a cancer. Well, let's see if you want to continue paying for crap like this. I guess let's come up with a replacement. But otherwise, maybe just maybe we could just cut all of the spending that we're doing, because I can guarantee you there is so much waste in there that we don't need it. And e you have even Republicans who are like, well, we need to replace it with something like, no. How about we get rid of all this bloat and waste? I have to take the opportunity to dunk on the second worst group of people in the world, scientists. <laughs> it's, it's the same type of mentality that the journalists have where they want to be important. They, they fantasize yeah. about not Watergate, but circumnavigating the globe, uh, finding out with the star patterns. But instead, they're like, lizard, treadmill, $800,000. And that's what's so bad about income tax, too. It's like... You get your paycheck every two weeks and you see that number that's deducted or withheld and you kind of view your money as not your money, but almost like a ration. And mm. so we see this report come out and we're like, dude, what the hell? But we're not going to do anything about it because mm. we almost feel psychologically as it's not our money to even have in the first place. Like they they decide arbitrarily what amount of our money we get to keep and then they just go blow the rest of it for their for their friends that's and their a, weird experiments. That's a great point. That's a great point. I'm okay. known for it. I'm known for it. Well, every <laughs> once in a while. All right. But no, but so we've talked about this before. I don't know if you've been on the program, but I am a huge advocate for, well, first of all, taxation is theft. True. I agree with yes. I agree with you there. 100%. But <laughs> I, I'm, I think a good um, bridge to like, hey, let's try to take the first step towards uh, eliminating all of the ridiculous taxes that we have would be making people pay quarterly taxes instead of deducting it from their paycheck. Mm hmm. Just like give them their flat. I mean, I, like 1099s, they get just a yeah. flat payment, right? And they have to pay right yeah. the government a check every quarter. And that check really freaking hurts. Yeah, people get excited about their tax returns. Yeah. Like they it's get like, like, oh, I got $400 back. Like, How much did you lose? Yeah, they gave you your money <laughs> yeah, back yeah. with no interest. Yeah, great that's job, exactly guys. What you didn't get that. They don't, and they don't understand that because they, you bring up a great point is that they just assume that it's supposed to be theirs. Yeah. So instead of like, because uh, that's been my solution to the issue. We look Write at the that issue. Quarterly tax payment, you, man. Yeah, well, like Change exactly. My my solution to the issue is looking at it from like, okay, these people are having money taken from them, stolen from them, and if they could like actually see what that yep. stuff is more so, it's more so going to, they would be more inclined to see that there's an actual problem. But definitely, when you take it off the top almost immediately, and then these people, it doesn't take long. They get conditioned. Believe yep. it or not, like definitely income tax and all. That stuff, that's something that's happened in the last hundred maybe uh, or so years. Believe it or not, we had roads. We had roads before <laughs> we had the damn taxes. And uh, all of this stuff existed. But now, effectively, all it is, it's money laundering. Yeah. It's money laundering. It's people that are being able to, that are, exist within the state, lacing up their friends, uh, scientists, academics that are all getting money that obviously isn't theirs to research crap that nobody cares about. It's amazing.
How do you feel about the roads, though, Eric? I hate them. And I would say <laughs> something else, but I don't. I, I want to allow our producers to be able to do their job. Yeah, I, I already messed them up, so thank you. I'm sure they appreciate that. All right, we've got more to come, but uh, we have got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Easy. <laughs> A viral video of a Georgia mother's defiant rebuke of the Gwinnett County Board of Education's mask mandates was taken down by our benevolent overlords at YouTube, who we hold very dear and very much appreciate the opportunity to bring this message to our viewers. Uh, they said that it spread medical misinformation. Um, she was just talking about the mask mandates that require her six-year-old daughter and other children to wear masks. And um, they, they're like, no. You can't talk about that. Uh, and uh, by the way, she did make the point that COVID doesn't affect children. And they were like, well, actually, have you guys seen that? Yes, the, the meme. meme actually, <laughs> that was, uh, well, I don't want to, our benevolent overlords. Well, I'm back to back don't champ, to so maybe hopefully me, me being all <laughs> yeah, there right, you go. strike removal champ. So yeah, we'll be like, well, Eric July's on the episode, yeah, so, so you, you can't, can't, you can't take it off. That, that is an amazing story that even as the, I'm not going to say the science is changing, it's more of their analysis of it. Um, they are switching opinions kind of on well, who, even, But yeah. remember, their data is changing because they came out with that study that was like, oh, by the way, we largely overestimated Bingo. child hospitalization. Exactly. Oh, largely. I mean, it was almost non-existent. I mean, you <laughs> got it like disastrously wrong. So for people to... Not, and that's what kills me about YouTube. We, didn't we speak about this yesterday? It's like, there was once upon a time, now it's them two, but they two, but it was most, <laughs> of, most upon a time, once upon a time where all of that dialogue was not only allowed to exist, it was cool because you go down a rabbit hole like 9-11 videos and all kinds of stuff and it was awesome it, it, it was <laughs> awesome just to see the just a crazy just reaching that people would do among controversial topics between that jfk and all kinds of things and this past year when it came to mask and vaccines all of a sudden it's like well nope you can only say what is approved by the overlords over at the uh, WHO, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you, and even then the they'll CDC. try they'll try to strike you if you if definitely if you don't have a following they'll still strike you for that anyway. You got to be like me and go in there flipping some tables. Yeah, you can literally quote the CDC yes. and they'll still yeah they'll still get you like what I did like WHO they still gave me right. gave me a, a strike and I had to hey dude it's on the bulletin you idiot like what <laughs> I read from the statistics it's right there from Johnny and it's on the WHO bulletin oh oh, oh yeah we got it wrong our mm-hmm. apologies we'll, we'll go ahead and flag your account so it won't happen again and it happened again but that's just it's it's weird it does show that like i said it's more about who i think from a political standpoint who they can demonize more than anything unfortunately this did get separated by way of politics these sort of issues issues on the mask issues on on the vaccine they just don't like people being able to speak up uh that they can again that they would like to demonize and it sucks because youtube used to not be about that That's such a good point because they allow almost for this like sort of controlled opposition of like conspiracy theories to exist on these platforms. So people go and be like, oh, I'm going to learn about the Illuminati. They don't want me to know about that. But here I here I am. And then you go, you get coffee with these people. They've got their laptop. They have their like question everything sticker (laughs) and all that. Just don't trust authority. And then you're like, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh. What do you think about the official government narrative surrounding COVID? And they oh. 
Well, I think they've got their mask on. It's like, what do you think about? Uh, <laughs> yeah, gotta take it what do you think about the official narrative of like uh, George Floyd's death or something like that? And then they're just always, well, you know, it was all, and they just <laughs> parrot exactly what the media overlords tell them because they are controversial because they think that maybe the moon landing was faked or something. And, <laughs> and like, like Bill Gates is really just no, or like the CIA when those alien videos are like the CIA is really just stumped by some guy who found a grainy video. Like, oh, how did he get that video? He's fine finding out so much that he's not supposed to know. I'm so threatened right now. It, it is very, it's crazy when you think about, um, at least with the masks and kids. Yeah. Um, because you you talk about the, uh, let's see, they first they, they we just discussed the, what they think they said 40% overinflated uh, numbers of child hospitalizations, which already, as Eric pointed out, were, were minuscule. <laughs> then they started talking about, well, there might be this inflammatory condition in children with COVID-19 that like, it, they called it long COVID. Well, now they came out and said long COVID in children is actually rarer than previously thought, uh, with less than 2% of children experiencing any symptoms two months after infection. Um, by the way, uh, the low risk for children nearly vanishes now that the cases have plummeted. Um, I mean, it says, like, f- on average, fewer than 0.01% of Americans are currently infected. And the chance of an eight, that's Americans, uh, and the chance of an asymptomatic person transmitting to a close contact is about 0.7%. That yields a, hold on, let me, I got to maximize this so I can count the number of zeros. 0.00007% chance that any close contact uh, will transmit infection to a child. It's just amazing. So, how but you it's just can, the you four can bring zeros up after stuff the decimal. like that. Because again, there was numbers that were coming out of even the other countries that got hit earlier that suggested some of this. And they would just completely remove you from certain platforms and just analyzing the data uh, for yourself. Now, I think it's a little more in some context to talk about it a little bit. Suddenly, mm-hmm. like with the origins, Facebook overlord said, OK, I guess because Biden's talking about it now. We, you can now, you can now talk about it and you don't expect to get your ban lifted or anything. They just won't right. punish you as much as before. But these public experts come out and act like they were just ahead of the curve and all of this and then it's like nobody gets vindicated in terms of like there's no apology nobody's going to see any consequences that they ruined all of these people's lives uh, especially these children's lives having them not be able to either go to school or covering their face while they were there though there was no evidence that ever even showed that they were a threat to pass it in any way that uh, adults did and now they get to come out and say okay yeah we got everything wrong so what? Yeah. Amazing. Incredible. And and again, uh, she said young children are not affected by this virus, but she was wrong because it, it's 0.00007% uh, likely that it could transmit to children. So it's mostly, so, mostly false about it. So, yeah, mostly false. Uh, all right, really quick before we go, I do want to show this to the viewers. Uh, there were two men who were escorted out of Yankee Stadium on Thursday, one of them in handcuffs, after they hung a large pro-Trump uh, banner from the second deck. They... they that's if you were watching, they hung a big banner that said Trump won, save America. Uh, and they were escorted from, from the stadium. Come on. Is no one allowed to have any fun these days? It's funny. I thought this was America. Thank you. I thought this was freaking America. It's funny. No one in New York can take a joke, although we already knew that. All right. Sorry, those of you who are stuck in New York. I'm sorry. But give me a freaking break. Uh, so apparently they said it sounded one of the, uh, the the someone who covers the team said it sounded like the entire crowd was booing until security confiscated the banner, which then resulted in a large cheer. 
But again, it was New York, so the can't New expect York. anything different in New I, York. I, well, they, they weren't arrested. Were they just escorted? It I, says I one of them was in handcuffs when okay. they were uh, escorted so out. So it was more escorted. Hopefully, they, I was like, well, I want to know what the crime was. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, okay, but like trying to get them out of there. But hopefully, they weren't like sent to jail. For well, they may have incited an insurrection, Eric. Oh, that's okay, true. That's so. true. They're probably on federal custody right exactly. now. Exactly. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> okay. Then all of a sudden, they'd be huge baseball fans. They'd be like, baseball's America's. Oh, Exactly. <laughs> They're attacking our democracy. <laughs> we gotta take a break. Back in a minute. Gosh, we're gonna see that. That's exactly what it is. All these super fans of baseball. Hey, don't forget, to, those of you who are watching, wherever you are watching us from, we love that you're watching us, but you got to go over to wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. It will help more people be able to find this program so they can stop listening to the trash garbage that is cable TV news. Uh, also, if you write us a review and we like it, we may see uh, you may see it read live on air, like the one today from, uh, who is this from? Uh, e. Roach 414 who says, I just really like this show. It's captivating and over way too quickly. I love all the commentary and guests, but my husband gets excited when Eric July is on. Whoa! Because based on his shirts, they have the same taste in movies and bands. Hardcore superhero nerds unite. Nice! I like it. Yeah, we were hardcore at Pistolville. Uh, I just don't. Here. I would really yeah. love to see what Eric's closet looks like. Yeah, it's band stuff and metal and comics. That's it. it just a ton of hats, though. Probably. Yeah, a million hats. A like, ton. Pro- literally, probably a million hats. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> probably. Your, your poor soon-to-be wife. Yes. Oh man, she gets them for me, so. Oh, I mean, okay. It works well, out. then she's fine. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys, for being here. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.